Welcome to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and this is May of 2022, where we are doing a podcast blast of women, courageous women, sharing the secret, sharing their story of post-abortion, miscarriage, or loss of a child. Today, we have the beautiful guest, Rhonda Kay, who is going to be sharing her story of miscarriage. Thank you so much, Rhonda Kay, for being here, for your willingness to share um, so tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. What were you doing before you found yourself, um, pregnant? Um, so my miscarriage was actually pregnancy number seven. Oh, wow. Um, so, so it was six children. Correct. Yep. You got pregnant prior seven. to that. Yep. Okay. And then I had one after. So, um, if all of my children were living, I would have eight, um, and I do have six living. Um, my miscarriage was my seventh pregnancy, as I was saying. Um, I didn't actually, it was like Thanksgiving when I realized that I was pregnant. And I have never liked, you know, the fried skin of anything like fried chicken, whatever, like I take the skin off. And I was making turkey with a friend and I was like, oh, that skin looks so good. And she's like, are you pregnant? <laughs> like, I don't think so. Cause I've always been like super sick when I've been pregnant. And so I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like I haven't been sick or anything. And, um, come to find out I was pregnant and then it was new year's Eve, um, when I miscarried. So, I guess I could have waited until you asked further questions there. No, Sorry, no, that. you're fine. You can, yeah, just share as you feel led. Yeah. So it was, we were what, seven, eight weeks pregnant when you? Um, yeah, I was, I was right in there. I was in that first trimester for sure. Um, not quite sure how far along I was. Um, we had actually just moved states. I didn't have a doctor. Um and I had a whole house full of company coming over like two hours after I miscarried. <laughs> so mm. it was, it was kind of a different space to be in. Um, my sister's had some miscarriages and hers have been like, she's definitely had to have a doctor, had to have a DNC, like all that stuff. Okay. This was just like, I passed, you know, what, what was of the baby and, um, just kept going. Um, and it was yeah. kind of a difficult, difficult spot to be in. Yeah, and it was a it was a stressful time. I mean, you had a huge life change there, moving your home. Yeah, kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stress factor. Yeah. Um. So, did you ever blame yourself? Um, I didn't ever blame myself. No. Um, we very much had um some sadness in the house because of it. Um, I haven't yet told my story about my other son that we lost, but uh, my children, the boys and the girls were both like, so excited. I was pregnant. You know, the boys wanted it to be a boy because they wanted him to sleep in their room. And the girls wanted it to be a girl because they wanted her to sleep in their room. And, um, we 
we just, they were devastated when they heard yeah. that I had miscarried. And so I had just commented the, to them. I said, well, you know, um, CJ, which I gave the baby initials just to make it more part of the family. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, CJ is now in heaven with Cameron gets to share a room with Cameron in heaven. And, uh-huh. you know, after that, they weren't, they weren't sad. They weren't, it wasn't such a devastating loss for them. Right. Um, I yeah. still had my grief to go through and, you know, not the same support system as you have when you actually lose a child that has been born. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a hard spot for me. Yeah. Did you feel all alone then? Kind of, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody's child actually had figured out that I had miscarried that night. And so then a couple of ladies were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like you should have called all of us and told us not to come and whatever. And I was like, no, I'd way rather have a household company and like be distracted from it, even if I didn't share it with everybody rather than just sitting there all alone. So. So was it, I mean, is it like you're, I, I've never had a miscarriage, but I'm just trying to picture like you in this busy house getting ready for like the holidays and receiving guests. Did you just get like cramps and then get sick and then go to the bathroom and just kind of like went to the bathroom or, I mean, I, um, me, I, I imagine someone keeled over in pain and um, would you mind sharing that experience or? Yeah, there actually wasn't a whole lot of pain, a little bit of crampiness. Um a little bit of blood, um, not a ton. Um, and then obviously what you could tell was supposed to be, you know, a baby. Um, and I had saved that, you know, aside, I was like, Oh my word, I have company coming but I had like set it aside because I wanted to, you know, do something special with it. Not just like flush it down the toilet or throw it in the trash because it's my child. Right. 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 Um, and that's how, that's how somebody's kid figured I, I completely forgot about it. And the other restroom was unavailable. You know, there was a big line or something. And so I was like, I really have to go to the bathroom. Can I use your bathroom? And I'm like, Oh yeah, no problem. Sure. And then, and then I was like, Oh, Oh no. And they came out and I heard, I saw them go whisper to their mom. And then their mom came over to me and was like, did you just have a miscarriage? And I was like, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Like, wow. So. Yeah. But, what I was she supportive when you told her? Oh, very, very. Yeah. Like she gave me a big hug and was like, I can't believe like you still had a household company. You didn't even say anything. Like, are you okay? You should be sitting down. Like, go put your feet up. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, I'm fine. Yeah. So like physically, I never really had any any physical um ramifications from that like my sister like I said she's had multiple and if she doesn't go and actually get a DNC and like have the lining of her uterus scraped she'll have she'll have physical symptoms for months afterwards and I literally just passed the baby like you would in a period kind of and like and there was never any any physical ramifications or complications or anything after that from it so in that sense I was really lucky yeah Yeah. so you weren't able to tell the sex um but you did what was the what what, how did you grieve that loss afterwards you got rid of all your company um you had the baby in a special place so did how did you end up um 
did you have a memorial service or? No. And I had actually wanted to um, take it with me and like, when we got in a permanent home, bury it like in a rose garden or something like that. Um, however, my husband, then, then husband, I'm now single. Um, it grossed him out to have that in, and he ran across it in the house. And I think he actually just threw it in the garbage. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't really think about it too much because that right. does make me sad. Yeah. Um, because my intention had been to like yeah. bury it in a rose garden or take it and bury it like at my other son's grave or, you know, somewhere where it had right. some meaning or some special uh, something, but yeah, that well, I, I encourage you to still do that. You know, yeah. even, um, even if you get something that reminds like a rose, maybe if you just bury a rose and in a rose garden, or create like a little rose garden yourself and just have that closure for yourself because that's a beautiful. And I know, um, you know, it took me over three decades to understand and process the loss of my babies. I mean, um, whether you have an abortion or you have a miscarriage or you lose your child, there's that sense of grieving and that pulling in our hearts because that is a part of us. And I know for over three decades, I struggled with, you know, all of these lies that I believed about processing the grief and other people's opinions and judgment. And, you know, some of the things that I've heard, and maybe you experience it too, was, well, you had seven kids, what's the big deal? You don't need to grieve that. You don't need to lose that. And it's like, I want to shake these people because every single thing that we experience matters. And, you know, we're taught as a society to bury our feelings and don't, don't pay attention to those negative feelings because, those don't serve you, but they do. They all serve us. We're created and designed by God to experience different emotions. You know, one of my favorite movies is Inside Out, you know, and I love the character Joy, but I'm not Joy. My my personal character trait is disgust, and I, I keep her close by. <laughs> I get really disgusted with people very easily and followed by anger. And I used to think that that was bad, but there is no good or bad when it comes to emotions. They're all supposed to be processed and received. And I know one of the most powerful things for me, um, my mom passed away in October of 18. I had a dream. So I don't recall when I was pregnant. I think I may have been pregnant in March of 85 for the first abortion. Um, Cause that's when I get really depressed and my body is just, I I'm just so sad. I cry when I, I, I stand up and cry. I am like, so this, I'm thinking that that must be it. And I was trying to recollect but when my mom passed away um, the year that she was sick, I kept having dreams of this boy and this girl. And it was in October. She passed away in October of 18. And I was talking to my daughter. I have three adult children and I was talking to my daughter and, and I thought it was going to be my kids and my nieces having children. Cause they were, you know, getting in that space and my daughter finally said, mom, I think those are your two babies. And I'm like, really? And then I, I was going through the healing journey process. And my friend was like, well, you can name your babies. So when my mom passed away, one of my friends got me into rock painting. And I had like a little memorial service. I painted some rocks and um, I dispersed them across the city. But it was really, you know, it was really um, healing for me to name them and to connect with them. But still after it took me January of 19, I finally, you know, asked for forgiveness. And then in May of 21, I actually received forgiveness for myself from 
my choices. And I actually had a visual of Michael and Tamara coming to me and saying, mommy, you know, they kissed me on the cheek. We forgive you. God forgives you. Please forgive yourself and do God's work. You know, and I, um, it was, I was so, I mean, just my whole, I just cried and it was just such a beautiful visual. So now I opened up divine timing ministries, which is a safe place for women post-abortion to come and to heal and grieve that loss. And I was talking to, um, a person from compass care, which is an organization that helps women with unplanned pregnancies. And she asked if it was going to include women who have miscarried or lost of a child. And I said, well, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's part of it or not, but we'll see what God has in store. Cause it, it, I don't know if you um, have the same sense of experience. Cause I know you've lost a child and you miscarried. Do you feel like that same pull at your heart, that same type of feeling of that, loss or do you feel it's separate because it's a different experience of having a miscarriage at such an early time in the pregnancy versus birthing the child and losing the child later after the child has taken its first breath? I would say that there's a lot of similarity in the grief. Um, but however long you have a child on this earth, you're going to have more memories that will come back and haunt you per se. Right. Um, like when my baby died, my first one, um, you know, we had him buried in like a Navy blue outfit and then it was, uh, maybe I'm, I, I don't know how much longer it was later because obviously it was my next child, um, that she had fell asleep in my arms in church and she was wearing a Navy blue dress and they, saying a song that made reminded me of my other son and and just the navy blue and the you know like dead weight per se even though it was like sleeping weight like it just brought it right back to whereas I don't have those kind of memories with my miscarriage because I never got to hold that baby that way right? right and I have a cousin who um her son dropped dead after a track meet and you know, she has tons of memories or trips over his shoes or, you know, like all those kinds of things. So, so I don't want to say that I don't have the same grief over a miscarriage, but there's not as many triggers for that grief, maybe. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Cause that's the longer somebody's obviously here, the more memories you're going to create. So yeah. And it, um, it does help us process things differently. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing that story. I know we're going to have you on as a guest again um, to share your story about the loss of the child. But for women who have miscarried, I know there's a lot of women out there listening. Um, some have had multiple miscarriages. They have yet to birth their first child and they're trying so hard. I know I have a few friends from um, where I used to work. They do fertilize, uh, fertilization <laughs> and fertilization <laughs> and retro. Is that what that's called? Yeah. So what would be one piece of advice that you can share with the audience um, when it comes to miscarriage and in that process of grieving? Um, I would say, like, give yourself the space to grieve, number one. Number two, find people that you can talk to it about, you know, find people that are open to hearing it. Find people who are open to even considering that that's a loss. Um, You know, if it's somebody that's just like, oh, I've had miscarriages too. And that's just like, it's not a big deal to them or they they haven't even acknowledged that loss. 
um, they might not be the best ones to talk to. Um, you know, they're maybe someday they will grieve it. Maybe someday they won't, you know, like they're not in that same space, but don't make that make you feel guilty that you're grieving your baby, right? The, the loss of that life and the loss of the joy that that child might've brought you. Um, the loss of knowing, uh, you know, is it a boy? Is it a girl? You know, at the time, um, I just gave initials cause I was like, CJ, that could be a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in some of the energy work and different things that I have done since, um, I have, come to the realization that that would have been a boy. Like if all my children were living, I would have four boys and four girls. Um, and we very much talk about our angels, like Cameron and CJ, even my child that was born after the miscarriage and all the children that were born after the loss of my second son. Um, like they all talk about Cameron and CJ. So we, they're very much part of the family and making them that part of your family and acknowledging that you do have children, even if it's, you know, there, there's women that I've heard of that have had multiple miscarriages before they've had their first child. Mm-hmm. Um, one woman, I'm, I'm wanting to say it was like eight or nine miscarriages that she had before she had her first child. And I don't know that she ever really put herself in that space that she had eight or nine children. They just were all in heaven, you right. know, mm-hmm. um, so give yourself that grace and that space. And if you have a husband that doesn't like having the remnants around, do something, <laughs> do something with him. Like, I wish I had even just got like a potted plant and like put it in there and then just buried that potted plant later in a, yeah. wherever home was or else taken it with me because um, there is kind of that feeling of loss. Like, I, I just can't think about what happened there really. Right. Um, it does cause a little bit of distress for me, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally get that. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome um, advice and, and just working through it and processing it. And the more you reveal, the more you heal. So thank you for being yeah. a guest. And thank for you. those of you who are listening, if you'd like to connect with Rhonda Kay, check the description. There'll be links to connect with her directly. You can ask her questions um, and maybe she can help you along your journey. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this story, please share. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, it's a matter of the heart. Thank you for listening to this episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, Matter of the Heart. I hope that this episode connected with your heart to help you get shifts that happen. Want to create abundance? Let's connect your heart-centered desires to create limitless in a 20-minute solution call, I help courageous women post-abortion, miscarriage, or loss of a child foster a heart of gratitude without journaling using the power of breath and thoughts. Receive the possible. Book your call today. Link is in the description. Wealth 